I was thinking of that record in 1 Corinthians to which I asked you to open your Bible, where it says in verse 14, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prayeth. My understanding, however, is unfruitful. And carrying that over to the first part of verse 17, when we pray in the Spirit, my spirit prayeth, for thou verily givest thanks well. This is what that letter was referring to, knowing how to give thanks well. It is impossible for any of us here in the auditorium tonight or our people around the nation who will be hearing this Thanksgiving services from the headquarters here tonight it's impossible for any of us or for any of those who will be hearing it to remember everything God has done for us. I doubt very much if we can pass even one day where we could remember everything God has done for us. I think it's much easier to remember many times the situations we fail in than to remember those that we succeed in. It's like a person, if he does you bad, you'll remember it. He can do it, do you a hundred good turns. You seem to forget those real quickly. But if he just does one bad thing, you'll remember that. And the hundred good ones you forget about. Remember the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not what? All his benefits. God never asked you to remember them all. He just reminded you not to forget them all. Because there's nobody here who could remember all the blessings that God has given. But we surely at a time like this in our life can gather together and tonight we can thank God for some of the things which we can remember. Things like you heard from these few letters which I read to you. Things like that the scriptures represent in his words. You see, in First Thessalonians, and I'd like for you to turn to it, please, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Look at verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, believing, and labor of love, and patience of hope, in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. To the Thessalonian believers, the Apostle Paul by revelation said that he wanted to remind them that he was constantly giving thanks to God for them. And the reason he was praising the Lord and thanking God for them was because of their work of believing and their labor of love and their patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul by revelation said that he wanted to remind them that he was constantly giving thanks to God for them. And the reason he was praising the Lord and thanking God for them was because of their work of believing and their labor of love and their patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest thankfulness that we have 
again in this thanksgiving is the outreach of the word in the hearts and the lives of people. For nothing changes a man's life or a woman's life but the word. That is for good anyway. Nothing can turn a boy or girl on like the word. And it is that greatness of that word as it was received by the Thessalonians and as they were believing it and walking on it. It's no fun to teach people the word of God and then see them turn the other way. But we're not, we're thankful for those people who hear the word, who walk on it and who share it. Look at verse 4. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, you're chosen by God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord. And Paul says in verse 6, this is what he was thanking God for, ye became followers of what? Of us. And there is no other way they can follow the Lord except they first follow you. You've got to have the word, and as you share the word, then they can follow the Lord. Right? Why, sure. You've got to get the word first, and you don't get the word unless somebody teaches it. Or how shall they hear unless somebody presents the word? Right? Having received the word, having received the word, and the word received is decomide, subjective reception. In much affliction, with joy of Phenumahagion, Holy Spirit. So that you were examples to all who believe or that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Isn't that a tremendous thing to be thankful for? That these people were witnesses. They were examples to all the believers all over Macedonia and Achaia. 4, verse 8. From you sounded out, <laughs> or sounded forth, the word of the Lord. Not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place, your faith, the text reads, read, you should read believing. In every place, your believing toward God, to Godward, is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. Isn't that a wonderful thing to be thankful for? No wonder we give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in our prayers. For you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in your little old community, but in the area round about. And every place you went, your believing toward God was spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything there. Why? Because you have spoken the word. What a wonderful time of thanksgiving. Our people, many of them in the way ministry, just like this, just these living epistles, as we are reading 
the revelation of the epistles back some thousands of years ago to the Thessalonians when God originally gave that word. In chapter 2 of this great epistle, look at verse 13. Well, we'll start with 12. That ye would walk worthy of God. You never need to walk worthy of E.P. Werewill or Johnny Jump Up or anybody else. We need to walk worthy of whom? God. We need to remember this with thanksgiving because I believe Satan endeavors to beset people many times by getting them and in trying to influence them because of their positions in society as they think to be sure to walk so they're still acceptable to society. Not a question of whether you're acceptable to society. Society has to be made acceptable to you because you represent God in God's wonderful matchless words. Walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. For this cause, because of this, we thank God without ceasing. Because, listen, when you decomide, when you receive, subjectively receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received, you decomide it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually, which works with effectiveness, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. What a wonderful thing to be thankful for. Thankful that when men and women hear the word, they do not receive it as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, and that this word of God works effectively, very, very effectually, in everyone who believes. Again, all of us have seen this. We have participated in meetings like this, in fellowships, in advances, in the teaching of the ministry of the word. And we have seen people who subjectively receive the word, not as it, that it was the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, and it changed the lives. It worked, it worked effectually in those who believe. It worked effectually. They're just coming back from Florida out of that class where I closed the last two days with them. Nobody failed but to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit in manifestation because they believe. And you can't believe until you have the word. Now you can have the word and refuse to believe it, but we are thankful to God, not for those who refuse, but we're thankful to God that the people hear the word, they receive it as God's word, and they get the results of God's word. That's what we're thankful for. And all across our country, in various little places here, there, and yonder, People are really 
getting into the in-depth accuracy of God's word, they're coming and they're saying, well, bless God, if that's what it says, that's what it means. And if we're going to belong to the church, we ought to say what the word says. How can you say what the word says until you first learn it? Therefore, they are getting into these classes. They're getting into your group. They're concerned about calling you on the phone when they need something so that you can pray for it. They are thankful to God for you that you have that word which they can receive and it works effectually in their lives. In Colossians, go back a page or two from Thessalonians. In Colossians chapter 1, listen to that great seventh verse and following. Saying to the church at Colossae here and to the Colossians, as ye also learned of Ephraim, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, now verse 8, who also, when he returned, you know, declared unto us, Paul and the gang, he declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause, because of your love for us in the Spirit, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, when Ephraim came back, since we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing by the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with, with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father who hath made us meet. The word meet is adequate. Tremendous verse, people. Tremendous truth. Giving thanks to the Father because he has made us. What? Adequate. Well, if, if he has made us adequate, then we're what? Adequate. Has it got anything to do with what you or I feel like? No, nothing to do with our feeling. He did it. Had everything to do with his feeling. <laughs> with what he wrote, right? He made us adequate. Thanks unto God, the Father who hath made us adequate to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Man, what a tremendous prayer of thanksgiving. Thankful for our people who realize and who know that God has made them adequate, that they are partakers of the inheritance. You don't have to wait for it. You got it. You're a partaker now of that inheritance. Verse 13, Who hath, past tense, 
delivered us. The Father, God, who hath past tense, delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated. The text reads, given us citizenship in his own kingdom by the work of his dear son. In whom, verse 14, we have, we've got it, redemption. Through his blood is omitted in all the critical Greek texts. But it reads further, in whom we have redemption, the remission of sins. Here to the church of the Colossians, again the revelation of thankfulness. You see, there is no way whereby you and I can live without thanksgiving. And I am sure that all of us tonight are like the Apostle Paul wrote to the Colossians, thankful that he, God has made us adequate, thankful that he has delivered us from the power of darkness, and thankful that he has already in the here and now given us citizenship in his own kingdom by the work of his dear son. People, there is nothing more wonderful to know than to know that you know that you know that you know that you know him and are known of him. And you've got heaven going and heaven after you get there. And for people who want to go the other way, they're going to have nothing but hell going and hell after they get there. But God bless them when on the way. That's all I know. Uh, there's no other love they're going to have but your love and mine. Both coming and going. Aren't you just thankful tonight for his love? Oh, boy. You get into a situation and it looks like all hell's breaking loose. You just reach up and you in thankfulness you thank Father for making you adequate to the situation. Because he said he's made his list. We just thank God that he has delivered us from the power of darkness. And that he's already given us a citizenship in his own kingdom by the work of his own dear son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. In Second Timothy, is a personal note of thanksgiving to a person. The rest of these are in the epistles. But this particular one I've chosen to share with you tonight is real personal. In Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience that without ceasing, without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Isn't that wonderful? For to have someone who will lift you in prayer night and day, not just every year once on your birthday, but someone who lifts you every day in prayer. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I, Paul, may be filled with joy. 
You see, the thanksgiving on the part of the Apostle Paul was because of the faithfulness with which Timothy stood for the word. And that filled Paul with joy because there was a group teaching the word, here was another group teaching the word, here was Timothy out ministering the word, and that's what brings the joy, and that joy is what we're thankful for. That he's also thankful when he calls to remembrance the great believing that was in they, in Timothy, which dwelt also first in his grandmother Lois and in his mother Eunice. And I'm persuaded that in thee also. He was thankful that his grandmother and mother all were believers. Isn't that something to be thankful for? Not all of us can be thankful for that, maybe here in the auditorium. Some of us can. Real thankful that our grandmothers and grandfathers were believers, born again of God's Spirit, dad and mom. Wherefore, verse 6, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hand. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. How thankful are you tonight for a sound mind? We thank God for this fellow brother who ministered the word. And in that thankfulness, he still reminded him to stir up the gift of God. And then he keeps reminding him that God has not given a spirit of fear to his children, but that God's gift is a gift of power and of love and of a sound mind. There is no sound mind outside of Christ. The greatest intellect in any academic field without Christ and without the knowledge of the word are unsound minds. They are all psychiatric cases. They just don't know it. They think everybody else is but they. They ought to go down to the drinking fountain downstairs and read the signs. But isn't that wonderful? To thank God that you have power, that you have the love of Christ, and that you have a sound mind. Boy, what a tremendous thing. Turn to Romans. Romans chapter 1. <laughs> Verse 9, well, we better go back to verse 8. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, that's verse 7, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your 
faith you're believing is spoken of throughout the whole world. He was thankful to God again that the faith, the believing of the born-again Christians was manifested in the community, in the environment which they lived. They didn't shut up. They didn't quit talking because the neighbors didn't like it. They didn't stay quiet because the wife said, Honey, shut up. Or the husband says, Woman, hold your tongue. I thank my God for you, he says, that your believing is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing, without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. Was he thankful? Very definitely. Thankful for their testimony and standing on the word for their declaration of it. Making request, if by any means now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that ye may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual believing both of you and of me. That's what he was thankful for. Thankful that someone loved him and he loved someone. Thankful that he could impart some spiritual gift to them that would bless them to the end that they would be more deeply rooted and established in God's word and that their reciprocation, their response of love to him would be that together they would be comforted by their mutual believing. And that is thanksgiving. In Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, I want to close with this great record from Ephesians on this Thanksgiving Eve. In verse 3 of this chapter, 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be to God, the Father, who hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing. I'm thankful tonight that we no longer need to pray, Lord, if it be thy will. That we know his will because we know his word. How grateful I am tonight and how thankful that God led us out of the enslavement of legalism that God led us out of the darkness, that God led us out from under the old laws that did nothing but make us less than what God really wanted us to be and brought us up to our high places because of what God wrought in Christ Jesus. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. No blessing that he has not already blessed us with. 
We need to just utilize them. We need to bring them into concrete and into fruition into our lives. That's all. I was so tremendously blessed again this week in seeing a young Christian, a beautiful young Christian lady and her husband, they have two lovely little children, just to get totally set free because of the greatness of God's Word. My heart was just thankful because the realization from the Word changed their living when they saw that the Father, God, had blessed them with every spiritual blessing and that these were available to them by grace and by what God wrought in Christ. The evening, the afternoon, we closed. And that was sort of the craziest class you ever saw. They started teaching at 6 o'clock at night. That's when they started the class. Uh, you know, I thought I was always early starting at 7. And too many people complained we started 7.30. But those people down there started 6. I guess they want to go to bed earlier. I don't know. But... Uh, in the afternoon, they had a session, and in that session of sharing, this young lady, her husband also contributed to the same kind of stuff that we're telling about, thinking about. She said that she was just almost frantic, trying to be good enough to belong to the church. She said she deliberately got rid of her earrings and her makeup, but she said she sure wished she could have kept it because she felt better with it than without it, but the rules and regulations said no Christian, so she got rid of it. And then she said she was terribly hurt because she found out that she couldn't wear these slacks or whatever you women wear, so she went home and gathered them all up and took them to Goodwill. I don't know if it was Goodwill to take them there, but... Uh, Maybe made the Salvation Army happy. I don't know. Maybe that's the good issue. But when she saw that God in Christ had redeemed her and that we were saved by grace, not of works, lest anyone should boast, her heart appropriated the word and it changed her life. It didn't make her worse. It made her better. It gave her the freedom to walk like a child of God to hold up her head and to declare with boldness the greatness of God's wonderful matchless word. She was thankful, so was her husband, that they had been set free, knowing that they were blessed with every spiritual blessing. Excuse Verse 4. According as he, God, hath chosen us in Christ, in him, before the foundation of the world. And as Dr. Wade taught a couple of weeks ago, when I was gone, he chose us or called us in him, in God, before the whole turmoil, the upset, the ruin of the world which is Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Reason being, 
that we should be what? Holy and without blame before God in Christ in love. Isn't that tremendous? Man, can you imagine living today in our day and time without blame? Only spiritually is this possible. To be holy before him without blame? Only spiritually is it possible because of what God wrought in Christ. Man, aren't you thankful for that? I sure am. Verse 5. Having predestinated us unto sonship, is the text, by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. He hath made us lovely and acceptable. He hath made us. Well, if God in Christ made us, then we are what he made us, right? We have what he says we have because of what he wrought. We are what the word of God says we are. And for that, surely we are again thankful at this Thanksgiving time. And not only tonight, but people, this is a walk. This is not just a one-night service, a one-night teaching ministry. This is a walk where day by day you start renewing your mind and disciplining your mind to just thank the Father for what he has wrought for you in Christ Jesus and what you have in him. And with that love, with that greatness of that power of God in you, you go on day after day. That's thanksgiving.